0: Get ready for your download so you can live life happy. I'm your host and addicted to reading, Andrea Seidel. Hey there! It's Andrea here. I hope you're doing amazing. I don't know if you know, but I am not only obsessed with reading and highlighting these books. I and that I believe books change lives, 100%. I also am a book doula. I actually help people give birth to books. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but I take all my experience with all the reading that I've done, as well as all the books that I've published and books that I've ghost written, and I have created a really easy concept and a really easy way for people to turn their knowledge and their experience and their value that they can add into a book format. And I'm so excited if you do have a book in your heart, but maybe struggle with finding time or motivation, or even just feel overwhelmed about the thought of writing a book. um, I would love to help you. It's definitely a wonderful way that you can increase your clients, that you can reach other people, that you can leave a legacy, that you can make a difference. And I would love to be a part of that journey for you. So the writing process, it doesn't have to be hard. And I've created a really fun and easy method so that you can painlessly give birth to your book. It's a structured plan that helps you begin, it helps you stay motivated, and best of all, it helps you actually finish your book. <laughs> so, if you haven't been to my website in a long time, please go over there at andreasidel.com and there's all kinds of information to help you on your journey to becoming a published author. Okay, well let's jump into the book that we highlighted this week. Oh, I'm so excited. This book was suggested for me from one of the loyal listeners. Thank you so much for making a suggestion. I always, always love the private messages, the direct messages, and I really value any suggestions. You know, if there's a book sitting on your night table, that's collecting dust, let me know what it is. I'd love to highlight it for you. Or if there's a book that you just haven't gotten to, and you've been dying to read it, I would love to highlight that for you too. So just let me know. This is how this whole podcast got started is because... I actually turned my ADD into a superpower. <laughs> it sounds crazy, but one of, the things, and one of the things that have helped me tremendously on the process of coping with attention deficit disorder is the ability to sit down and read a book really, really quickly. Um, I have to do that or else I don't absorb the content of the book. So it's really neat. I learned how to speed read. I learned how to um, create structure and mind maps around these books that I read so that it actually cements into my head. So I I turned that that what we might call a deficit or a disorder <laughs> I turned it into my superpower and my friends used to always say Andrea you know what I'm going to give you this book can you highlight it and come back and give me the Coles notes version or the short version of this <laughs> and so it became a wonderful thing that I absolutely love to do you know I love to turn knowledge into action so that is what this podcast is all about and that's what I do and it's so fun for me and I can't can't tell you how thrilled I I am with all your comments, your feedbacks, and how great this podcast is doing. I can't thank you to all the loyal listeners enough. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So the book that I highlighted this week is called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway, Dynamic Techniques for Turning Fear indecision, and anger into power, action, and love by Suzanne Jeffers. Now, this book, you need to know, was published so long ago, and the concepts are incredible. So there is so much positive psychology interwoven into this book. Like, I can't even tell you. It makes me so excited. And so I feel like Suzanne Jeffers was way be Like, she was ahead of the game. Like, she has so much in this book, and you're going to see, that um, is so amazing and current mainstream positive psychology and just so many wonderful tips and suggestions. So let's jump right in. Feel the fear and do it anyway. I'm sure you've heard that expression, you know, a million times. Um, So generally, are you afraid of making decisions or maybe asking a boss for a raise or maybe leaving a failing relationship or facing the future? Like, do you have fear? Is there something that's kind of like holding you back and you know, like, what is it for you? What are you afraid of what brings up fear for you? Is it public speaking? Is it asserting yourself, or just simply making a decision? I know for me, one that comes up is I—I I have a slight fear of being alone, and or a slight fear of, um, you know, I'm not being lovable. <laughs> And I know I laugh, but anyway, that is a fear that comes up. Um, So, so what are your fears? Like, think about that. Like, what is it that's kind of happened that maybe um, prevents you from moving forward? So whatever your fears are, there is a chance that we can move through it and we can move um past it once and for all. And this book, Susan Jeffers, she really does inspire us with techniques and profound concepts that can help us face the fear and do it anyway, right? And it helps us to grab onto our fears and move forward in life. And I think this is so powerful because we all have things that are maybe holding us back. And maybe we come up with reasons and excuses. But the bottom line is oftentimes it's actually fear holding us back. So This book really helps us to discover that, you know, what it is, first of all, that we're afraid of and then why, why are we afraid of that? And then she also teaches us how to move from victim to creator. So victim to creator in our life. And then she also talks about the secret of making a no-lose decisions and making no-lose decisions. And then she talks about um, a step-by-step process that can help us out-talk that negative chatter box, which is our brain. And as we know in positive psychology, right, it's like uh, metacognition is thinking about your thinking and then talk back to our mental chatter is really, really effective and she talks about how to create more meaning in our life as well. So this book really offers actual workable advice to fearless living. And this is so great, right? Because it's actual workable advice, which I love. Okay. So then she also talked about the common denominator is that fear is keeping us from experiencing life in some way. And isn't that true? It's usually something that we're afraid of that holds us back. It's like, it's amazing how we can come up with all these logical reasons and excuses, but underlying all that is usually something like fear that's holding you back. So even if you have to pause this podcast right now, I want you to really think about how fear has held you back. So if you think back to maybe how fear in the past has held you back or prevented you from doing something or experiencing something, um, how has that fear held you back? And also how has fear, um, how is fear holding you back right now? Is there something in your life that's going on and you know that fear is holding you back? I know I'm a little bit fearful of the dating process and getting into another committed relationship and it's really, really scary for me. And, um, I come up with all kinds of excuses and I come up and I search and I find all kinds of reasons, you know, not to be with someone. So it's, but I know what it is. It's an actual fear of, um, being into a committed relationship and then it failing. <laughs> it sounds terrible, but it's, you know, what? that's what's happening. So anyway, I know you have something as well. So what's holding you back? So what fear has held you back in the past? And then also move forward now and kind of think of what's holding you back right now, currently in this moment. Okay. So then within her book, she talked about what are you afraid of and why? So just knowing what, you're afraid of, like really think about it and like what stands out for you. And then once you're able to do this, you know, like maybe you're afraid of being judged. Maybe you're afraid of, you know, you won't have enough money. Maybe you're afraid that, um, You've, you're broken in some way. So, um, she did break down fear into different levels and it was cool because within the level, she talked about, you know, surface level fear, which is kind of like, um, we're scared of maybe aging. We're scared of like, there's some things that we have control over, like, um, but some things are just going to happen. So we're fear of, maybe we're scared of making a decision. Maybe we're scared of going back to school. Maybe we're scared of asserting ourselves. And these are a little bit more, more surface sort of story level fears. And then she talked about fears being a little bit deeper, like kind of like internal states of mind rather than external states. So maybe like reflecting on your sense of self and your ability to handle this world. And then some examples might be, um, you know, fear of rejection, like you're internalizing people are going to judge you. So these are all the different levels of fear here. That's kind of like a second level, but then she says, the third level of fear. So it's basically at the bottom of every single one of our fears is that we think we cannot handle whatever life is going to bring us. Do you hear that underneath all fears of what she's saying is that there, the, the bottom line is, is that we feel, or we think that we can't handle what life is going to bring us. So basically any statements of like, I can't handle it. I can't handle making a decision. I can't handle failure. I can't handle being single. I can't, whatever comes up for you. The truth is You know that you can handle anything. So if you know you can handle anything, then this fear could possibly be kind of taken away or this fear can be diminished substantially. So underneath all fear, she's saying within this book is that it's this underlying thought that we can't handle it. And that's where fear comes from. So we have that surface level fear, we have that deeper internal mental kind of state of mind kind of fear. But then what she's saying within her book is that underneath it all is that we think we can't handle it. And so the bottom line is, (laughs) I mean, you don't even have to read any more of this book. I'm just kidding. There's so many tips and wonderful strategies in this book. But the bottom line in this book is that if we can diminish that thought or that fear that we won't be able to handle something. If we can diminish that, then we're, and we increase our, our thoughts of it and our ability to handle whatever life comes our way or whatever comes our way, then we're going to diminish or decrease fear. So whatever happens to you or me or us in any given situation, we have to think, and we want, want to increase our ability to think that we can handle it, that we'll handle it. I'll handle it. And it's so cool because that is True, right? If you think about all the things you were scared of, or you think about all the challenges that you've faced, the bottom line is you did handle it and you can handle it. And so, the whole premise of her book, which I love, is all about increasing that connection to feeling like we can handle it, that we are capable. And so, you can see now how this book is such an empowering book because the rest of the book is all all about increasing our capacity and increasing our ability to handle what life is going to throw at us. And so that we can think and feel that we can handle it. And then, you know what, if we think, oh yeah, I can handle that, then it's amazing because we are going to be able to um, do all kinds of things and that fear won't creep in as much. So, okay. So then in her book, she talked about um, can can we make it go away? Like, can we make fear go away? And her answer to that is basically, you can't make it go away. So the truth is that fear will never go away. So the only thing that we can get rid of and the only thing that's going to kind of get rid of this feeling of fear or doing something is to go out and do it. So the feeling of fear is not going to go away. So to feel better about yourself You need to go out and actually do it. So, and she said the doing it in air quotations comes before feeling better about yourself. So you are going to feel fear and in any unfamiliar territory, our brains are wired that way. We are going to feel fear in unfamiliar territory when we're not a hundred percent sure that we can handle something. So the bottom line is that we can't make it go away, but what we can do is do it. (laughs) (laughs) And so she's basically saying, you know what, that's that concept, feel the fear and do it anyway. So, so we want to get into this idea of pushing ourselves through fear because it won't go away and that's her message. So whether you want it or not. It's up to us to take responsibility for our life. And this is what she talks about within her book. She says, the truth is, is that we are really in control. And so we don't, we don't need to have fear hold us back that we need to, we need to just go for it. And and it's the doing of things. And it's the going into facing the fear that actually is going to increase our belief in ourselves and make us not feel helpless. And it's actually going to make us feel better. So it's good to push through through fear um, because then we increase that thought and that belief that we can handle it. All right. So her tips were become aware of where and when you are not taking responsibility for your life. And then she talked about figuring out what you want in your life and acting on it. So decide what you want and then don't let fear get in the way and then act on it. Um, She also talked about being aware of your choices and she talked about making a list of all the payoffs and the, the, the good part that you'll get out of, you know, taking action and the doing. She also talked about list the payoffs of Of being stuck, and I love this part, and I do this with my coaching clients too. Is basically when like, what are the payoffs of not doing it? I mean, if I don't write that book, I don't have to worry about you know all the time it's going to take. I don't have to worry that it might fail. I don't have to worry that you know nobody's gonna buy it. (laughs) Uh, You know, if it sits in my computer, it's just gonna sit in my computer. Like, there's no, there's, there's a payoff, right? So. You got to think about all those payoffs that are, that you get from actually being stuck, all the payoffs that you're getting from not taking action, from not doing something. So what don't you have to face when you don't do something? What, you know, don't you have to do it, it? You know, what comfort are you gaining by being stuck and by not moving forward? And that's important because It's really important in determining what it is that's really important for you in life. And then you want to act on it. So um, sometimes that comfort zone, right? If there's a big payoff in that comfort, but maybe there might be a bigger payoff in taking action and acting on what it is that you actually want in your life. And she talked all about taking responsibility for your own life. And then just be aware of the many choices that you have. I love that part. It's all about, you know what? You can't make fear go away. (laughs) That's the bottom line. It's going to be there. And the best thing we can do is to act on it and to do it's the doing that makes us feel better about ourselves. And then it's the whole concept of taking responsibility for your own life and acting on it, right? And knowing that you have options. Okay, so then she talked about from pain to power. And what I loved about this book is just kind of that mental mindset shift. So we are innately designed to use our personal power. And I love this because it's so true, right? In the well being model, uh, for Martin, Martin Seligman created the model of well being, and um, it's amazing because it's the perma model, and one of them is achievement and accomplishment, and when we feel that we're, you know, that we have a sense of achievement and accomplishment and learning and personal growth we tend to have um, a better sense and have a higher sense of our subjective our subjective well-being increases and we have a higher sense of happiness and balance within our life so that's a really important element of well-being is this personal power and we're innately designed and wired to grow and learn and so this is so important so when you don't grow and learn, then you experience helplessness and paralysis and um, stagnation and depression. It's like it doesn't feel good to stay um, small. And so it's important to get in touch with you know your powerful self. And I love this part in her book because it's really encouraging us to tap into this idea of uh, achievement and accomplishment and personal growth. And so um, what her suggestion was is to. Wrap Recognize that we're innately designed to use our personal power. We're innately designed to learn and grow and expand. And so it's really, really important. So she also talked about pain to power vocabulary. Oh my gosh, this is right up my alley because I'm kind of obsessed with um, positive communication, effective communication strategies. And so the vocabulary that we choose, not only with communicating with other people, also in our brain, is so important um, for feeling, uh, powerful. So for example, we could say, I can't, um, and her suggestion is to change it to, I won't. Um, and just that shift is more powerful. You can see the difference instead of, I should, you can say, I could, um, instead of like, I should, you know, go to the gym or I could go to the gym. You could even take it one step further and say, I get to go to the gym. (laughs) I love that one. Usually when I have to go train my clients or something like that, I'm like, oh, I don't really feel like it. I was like, I should do it though. Um, I change it. Like I get to train them like, yay. Right. I get to, um, exercise and get paid for it. Wow. That's wonderful. So it really is just that it's a powerful shift. So you go from feeling painful about it to feeling, oh my gosh, I get to go to the gym. I'm so lucky. (laughs) So the other thing she talked about is it's not my fault. You can change it to, I'm totally responsible. Um instead of it's a problem. Um, you focus more on you're totally responsible, right? It's a, it's a problem. You change kind of like a problem to an opportunity. So instead of it being a problem, you look at it in a way of that. It's an actual opportunity. Where's the opportunity in this? And that's just like a mental shift, like from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. And we know with Carol Dweck's work on mindset in positive psychology, this is huge, right? It's going from feeling like, you know, out of your control to feeling more like, oh, wow, where's the learning and growth? Here to a growth mindset. Um, instead of I hope, change it to I know. Uh, if only, change it to next time. Or what, uh, what will I do to, I can handle it. Like, oh my God, what will I do? Like, oh my gosh. Um, I, you know, like you're in a situation that feels like really terrible. It's like, oh my God, this is terrible. It's like, okay, well, what's the opportunity here? What's the growth? What can I learn from this? Or, and then also, of course, the, the one that she really emphasizes within this book is I know I can handle it. And, um, and then looking for, I always say, look for evidence in the past that you've handled things. And then you'll be amazed with how you kind of find that evidence that you can handle. You can handle a lot. It's amazing. Oh my gosh. I think I've handled too much to be honest, (laughs) but anyway, yes. Okay. So changing it from it's terrible to it's a learning experience. So I love that she brought this into it, kind of moving from pain to power and feeling more like, a um, uh, the pain of situations and moving into more more powerful vocabulary. I love that she brought that up in her book. Okay. Then she talked about Pollyanna rides again, and she talked about how, um, that idea of you're being, first of all, let's ask you this. Have you ever been put down for being, um, for looking too much on the brighter side of things or for being that positive Pollyanna? Um, I know I have one time I even got feedback. I was teaching a fitness class and a lady wrote a letter to the manager and talked to the manager actually, and said that Andrea is way too happy (laughs) in her class. And my manager brought me and said and made a joke of it actually and she goes uh you know like letting me know that basically like I I got negative feedback and it was because I was too happy. Oh my gosh. So, but okay. I have to say though, that there isn't anything wrong with looking on the positive side of things. And what happens is science has also confirmed this and shown this, and this is so great that she brings it up in her book because now there's a whole science devoted to positive psychology. And, um, what's so great is that she brought this up within her book is that, um, it's good to look on the positive side of things. So the general assumption is that when we think negative, negative thinking, um, a lot of people think that that's more realistic way to look at things. And then also the general assumption is that when you're positive, that you're being unrealistic, there's a general assumption there. And it's, it's like really underlying a lot of things and people and conversations and the approach that people take. But science has shown that about 90% of what we worry about actually doesn't happen. And it also says that our negative worries have less than 10% chance of being correct. So that basically means that when we are being negative, that there usually isn't a likelihood or a chance um, as much as we think that it's going to actually happen and that it's actually correct. So positive thinking actually does offer a power and a powerful boost that can allow us to feel that we can handle whatever life can give us. And that's the underlying message in this book. And so if we think more positively, then we're going to feel like we can handle more things. And now science has confirmed that actually too. So remember that being positive doesn't mean that you're ignoring negative and that's some of the negative feedback that positive psychology has gotten it, but it's from people that don't understand that it's actually about, you know, accepting the whole gamut of emotions and that even amongst challenge and struggle, it's how we can struggle well and how we can actually um, move forward effectively in our life and how we can thrive and flourish even amongst challenge. So it's not sticking your head in the sand and pretending bad things don't happen. That's not what positive, um, being positive is about. It's more about recognizing and being positive and trusting that good things will happen or that even amongst challenging things that you can make the best of that situation. And there's opportunities for learning and growth. Oh my gosh, it just went off on a positive psychology tangent there. <laughs> okay, so, so why be miserable, right? When you can be happy. So that is the idea here. So how you begin to turn around. A lot of people say, okay, well, I want to be happy, but you know what? I'm actually, you know, not feeling too happy. I'm pretty miserable right now. So there are tips and ways that you can turn around this, that you can take back your power, you can take back that more uh, feeling of feeling positive and feeling happy um, instead of dwelling in misery. So there's a wonderful way that we can train our mind for action. And I mean, there's so many tools and strategies and tips nowadays um, in the positive psychology world. But within her book, she talked about um, that it's like a muscle. Right, We have to practice and we can, and how she put it within her books is like, you know, it's a beginner intensive for positive thinking is basically, you know, listening to audios often that help you feel uplifted, that make you feel uh, more positive. Listen to relaxation techniques, to meditation, uh, to affirmations. She talked about paying attention to really positive quotes and surround yourself with these positive quotes. I know I stick like little quotes on my, um, bathroom mirror. I put them all over my house. It's like you put them on little stickies. I have themes in my calendar for my week, every week. Um, It's just these wonderful little positive um, nuggets of inspiration that really do make a difference. She also talked about playing music that makes your heart sing. She talked about repeating these affirmations. Uh, I love that she suggested exercise and um, while you're even exercising or walking, you know, pump in those affirmations. You know, I know, Like a good one, like while you're working out is I feel the energy coursing through my body. Uh, That's a really good positive one. Or I feel life moving through my body. I feel so good when you're walking or exercising. And then she also talked about always learning, keep learning and growing, you know, while you drive your car, while you're walking, um, and just kind of constantly placing positive messages and inspiration, Into your world. And she talked about uh, picking very special affirmations for each day. That was one of her tips. Again, I said meditation and relaxation at bedtime. I'm going to bed with positive thoughts and uh, just making positive thinking a daily practice it's like a muscle, the more you do it, the easier it gets. And the more you're, you're, you're going to get stronger at it. So I love all those tips. This book is so inspiring and she had a lot of suggestions and uh, she talked about also books, um, that are inspiring and motivating. That's why I love doing this podcast because I literally am obsessed with highlighting books that are, you know, infused with positive psychology. It really helps us to grow and learn and feel good and, yeah, make positive change in our life. Okay, so then she talked about um when other people around you don't want you to grow. So this is cool because you know what? When we have negative people around us or people that kind of drag us down or people that are not supportive, it's it's not really great for us, right? So the idea is is to take a look at the people that are around you and um and decide, you know, are they empowering? Are they supportive? Are they helping you to be stronger and more motivated and inspired? Like you want to surround yourself with an inspiring group of people that's the bottom line so as you continue to grow you're going to notice that some people around you may not want you to grow or they may try to hold you back or they may try to bring you down and as we know energy is tangible and it's contagious so it's really important so definitely her tips were to think about the people that you admire and try and be with them more so assume um, that everybody around you wants the best for you that's what i do Assume that they want the best for you and that they ultimately want like positive changes for you. Um, but the bottom line is to be your own best friend and to make sure you surround yourself with good people that are bringing you up. Right. And also think about which path in your life will help make you grow. I know for me, my slogan in the past little while, cause I've been through a lot in the past year and a half. And uh, my slogan is like, let joy be your magnet. Like I just literally let joy be my magnet. The second that something doesn't feel right, it's like, you know what? It's out. <laughs> I shift it around or I'm, I get it out of my life. Okay. So then I love this part too. She talked about how to make a no lose decision. And um, what's great about this part is that she talks about being careful. So we might think that we're going to make the wrong decision. um, But what she's suggesting is when we're faced with choices and when we're faced with trying to do something, um, sometimes we get, we have fear because like we fear that we're going to make the wrong decision and that it might deprive us of something. So we worry that we're making. A mistake, or we worry in fear that we may not, we might be holding ourselves back from something or that we might make the wrong decision. Um, so you can see where decision-making is huge when it comes to fear, right? So we're scared we're going to make the wrong decision. We're scared we're going to go down the wrong path, perhaps. Um, we're scared that, you know, whatever it is. So the idea and her suggestions, which I thought were fantastic, was to shift your thinking that no decision that you're making, like, so basically making a wrong decision or making a mistake is impossible. So basically the right, whatever you decide it, like all decisions are right. So I love the way she put it. So going, this is called the no lose model. So you know what? There's a right choice A and there's a right choice B. So both choices are right. So you have to trust yourself. Her suggestion is, is just trust yourself and to know that you can handle whatever life comes your way, whatever comes your way. So, is she always suggesting too within her book is to take healthy, life-affirming risk, and I love that because I love for me, I want that's I know what I want in a relationship. I want life-affirming relationship that's very full of health and good, positive choices, and someone that um, supports you and like adds to your life instead of takes away. Um, so it's really cool. So then you kind of I love this because you want to just constantly make. Make, take healthy, life-affirming risks and choices. And the idea is that, you know what, you're not going to make a right or wrong choice. It's like, okay, here's choice A. It's going to be right. Here's choice B. It's also right. So just know that you can handle what's coming your way. So, and she talked about turning the what ifs into I can handle it. And it's a no lose model. So, but here's the tip you're thinking, okay, but what if choice B is wrong? <laughs> so the way she put it within her book is that no it's not wrong and it's not going to be a mistake. What we do in life is we just course correct. And I love this suggestion. So if we go down and we make choice B for example, and then we notice that it's kind of like not life affirming and not healthy, then what you do is you just course correct. And what you do is you just kind of shift to make it so that it, it is life affirming. So it is healthy. So, I love that. So, her tip was to give yourself time to establish what it is that you want most out of your life. There is no right or wrong decisions, just different ones. And as soon as you think that way, it definitely really, really lightens things up. I love that. And also to trust your impulses, which is also your intuition, your gut, and to think of yourself as a lifelong student. And that is so powerful, right? And accept responsibility for your decisions once you make them. So So you make this decision, but then you know what? You can always course correct. It's not that you've made a bad decision. It's just, you know what? You're course correcting. Um, And then so, and guess what? You can handle it. (laughs) I love that suggestion. Okay. Then this part actually really, really resonates with me. You might have to go over to my website in order to see this grid and to check out this mind map um, because it's so powerful. You'll love it. It's just basically like this life grid um, that can help you uh, feel and get more balance and feel more whole in your life. So the next section of her book is that, that how whole is your life, your whole life. And what she suggests is to feel, if you feel really whole and balanced, then, um, you're going to be able to handle what life has to offer. So your levels of fear won't be as high because you'll feel like you can handle what life is throwing at you. So I love this. So her suggestion is to keep asking yourself, how whole is my life? And then, so you can Continually are trying to create richness for yourself, and you're constantly trying to imagine how, you know how you could be, um, powerful when you feel like your life is balanced. And I love this part. So the components of her life, and it kind of reminds me what I do with my clients is I look at the, it's almost like a wheel of life. It's like in every spoke of the wheel represents, um, you know, an aspect of your life. It's like, so how smooth would your wheel, your ride be? This is in her book. She did a block, a square. And so the sections within or the components of a whole life that she picked was contribution, hobby, leisure, family, alone time, personal growth, work, relationships, and friends. So it's so cool because I would love for you to do this. so you can um, look at your life in each area. and you'll notice that some areas require your focus and your attention, and some areas you know are thriving. So the idea, for example, is if all you have in your life is a relationship and you kind of have been neglecting leisure and hobby and personal growth and friends, then what happens is as soon as you don't have that relationship, for example, and it's removed, then basically you're empty. So this whole life concept really, really does um, resonate with me on so many levels because what it does is it helps you build up all aspects of your life so that if you know what one aspect does fall away or if one aspect uh, isn't as strong, then you have a whole bunch of other things that are helping you feel balanced. And so it's not as fearful. It's not as hard uh, in those moments of challenge. So I think this, this is a really wonderful, powerful aspect within her book. And I do suggest looking at your life on this grid, you know, um, how have you done your hobbies lately? I know what I did is I ordered this fun paint by number thing because I, I used to love painting and like, it's really good actually for my ADD too, to like, just try and sit down and stay focused and be mindful in the present moment. And, uh, yeah, so I, I ordered this thing. I'm so excited for it to come in the mail anyway, but then, yeah, there's like alone time too, like just spending time, not on your phone, not connected to the world world is detached a little bit always feels so good that solitude that time to yourself and then personal growth that's i mean that's what this podcast is so i hope you join me every week (laughs) and you'll get your little tidbit of personal growth because we're turning all this knowledge from these authors into action and so powerful and great for personal growth and then also work relationship friends like making time for these things right balancing your life Okay, so the whole next section of her book, I know this is a long one, but this book has so much in it. It's so fantastic. Um is that say yes to the universe and I love this part because you know me I'm like a yogi and I do believe in universal energy and um that's what she's talking about so no matter what happens to you in life just simply nod your head up and down and then she what the way she said is instead of shaking it side to side like not me or why me or oh my goodness she's saying to say yes instead of saying no so sometimes life hands us the worst that life can offer and yet we come out winners it's so cool. So what she talked about is the universe, um, basically refers to our life plan that seems to take over, despite you know what, our, what we have in our mind, or that force that operates on its own. Um, some people call it God energy, whatever you want to call it, universal energy, um, universe, whatever you want to call it, um, life force. So the idea is is that you know we want to let go of the resistance. Um, that we might be experiencing and just like be open to possibilities, open and say yes and see things as, you know, a miracle and for um, helping us through these deepest fears is really all about acknowledging pain and yet saying yes uh, to showing up in your life and to take action and believe that you can handle, that you can create meaning and purpose in your life and you can handle what life has to offer. So her tips are um, to look at what are you saying no to? So, and then also like, what can you find the value in? What, what can you say yes to and look for ways to create value from your experiences, from those negative things, from those hardships. Right. Uh, so her suggestion is to say yes to like the universe. It's like, yes. Okay. Thank you. I'll take that more of that, please. (laughs) All right. So then she talked about filling the inner void and, um, you know, that's we talked about that again, kind of choosing um, affirmations and uh, f- uh, saying yes to the universe, and taking responsibility to our for our lives for, you know, recognizing that there's no lose decisions and choices that we can make, um, trusting in ourselves and also that life, what life has to offer. And, um, yeah, so she talked all about that too. And just like, like the choices are to turn into our higher self and to connect and uh, kind of quiet mental chatter by choosing like, you know, I'll try versus, um, you know, like thinking I'll try new things or I trust things will work well. Um, I know to take, take, notice of blessings. I appreciate, uh, I, I am full of love. I am, you know, I care, I attract good things. I give and I receive. Um, I'm involved in my life. Like all these affirmations are very powerful. I'm content. I'm filled up. I'm excited about all these things. So she talks about filling that inner void and that'll help us feel like we can handle what life has to offer. All right. So then the final takeaways is this book is all about how we can uh, make ourselves powerful in the face of all our fears. It's all about building ourselves up so we feel balanced so that we can feel like we are going to be able to handle whatever these outside forces bring to us and we can come back and feel more powerful in all these moments and feel good. And the more we practice it, actually, she says within her book, the better we get at it. So it's the idea of kind of connecting to this mental chatter and kind of focus on saying yes to life and participating and moving and acting. And um, by committing to all these things, we're able to reduce this fear and reduce this sense of, you know, not being able to, you know, face things. So that's it, my friends. The bottom line is like, what are you afraid of? What's holding you back? And then how can you look at your whole life and increase that capacity? and that belief and that, um, that concept of being able to handle what life has to give you. My main takeaway from this book is that, you know, that grid that I talked about is definitely by filling yourself up and making yourself feel really balanced. And also that pain's not going to go away. (laughs) It doesn't disappear. The reality is that we have to face that fear, that fear, not just pain, that pain and fear of things, you know, not working is going to be there. So the reality is, is that we got to go into it and we don't want it to hold us back anymore. And the only way we can go into that is by staying positive and going into ourselves and recognizing we can handle it. That's the bottom line. Yay. Well, thank you so much, everybody for joining. I have such a fantastic book that I'm highlighting next. Oh my God. I'm so excited about it. And I'll have a little, a little clue. It has to do with jealousy. Hmm and it might be the jealousy cure. <laughs> so I hope you tune in. It's such a good book. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to highlight it. You're going to love it. All right, thanks everybody. Have a fantastic week. Bye-bye. If you like this podcast that's like personal training for your mind, you've got to come over to my website at andreasadel.com where I take all these books, I highlight, coach, and summarize the contents in my unconventional book and coaching club. Let's face it, no one is sunshine and butterflies all the time but we can make happiness a lifestyle. So I want to invite you to sign up at my website for my freebies and giveaways so that you can start each week positively. Finally, don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you listen to, download and write a review because they really help grow the show.